Welcome back. It's your host, Richie Rich, and my right-hand man, Down Payment Dylan. You're now tuned into Sold in 60, which is the one and only timeshare podcast in the world. And today, today we're tapping in. We're tapping in, man. We got a special guest in the building okay. today. Um, heavy hit in the game. Gino, what's good, man? How you doing, man? Good, good. Always good. Can't complain. Yeah, appreciate you Every coming through. Every day above ground is a great day. So. For sure, for <laughs> sure, for sure. I like that, man. Uh, so before we get into it, shout out to our viewers, everybody watching us mm-hmm. on Spotify, Instagram, Firestick, Amazon, Prime, all of that. Um, let's get right into the topics, man. Today we're going to be talking about uh, how to get on the special teams mm-hmm. at your timeshare resort. Okay. And if those special teams give that sales rep an advantage over other reps in the game. Mm. Okay. Another topic we're going to be talking about is owners that ask for the unthinkable. And in my opinion, is the best way to buy timeshare if I was a buyer. Uh, the third topic is going to be why does the maintenance and taxes always go up and mm. continue to go up? Right. We're going to get into that. Okay. Fourth topic is going to be what is ARDA and what do they do? Right, mm-hmm. so I know my man Richard definitely got some information for you guys when it comes to order. Uh, fifth topic is going to be about RCI and how RCI is celebrating their 50th year anniversary. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, sixth topic and our last topic of the day is going to be how the Mexican drug cartel made 40 million dollars in the timeshare resale industry. Mm. Wow. What you think about Chapo. that? Chapo. <laughs> big money. I need to hear about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get into that. Um, but before we get into that, man, um, let's learn a little bit more about our guest, Gino. G, G- what's up, man? Tell us about yourself, brother. Well, I'm originally from New York, uh, Staten Island, New York. Moved down here about two, three years ago. Jumped right into Timeshare. Came down here on a U-Haul and started like next week type thing just went on the sales floor started crushing it enjoyed the experience realized what i was really getting into and now i just can't get enough of it so that's what's up (laughs) for sure so you already knew about timeshare as you were driving down here to florida yeah yeah uh one like two or three of my homeboys moved down here like four or five years prior to me Mm -hmm. and was trying to convince me to do it for a while and was like it's money over here you can make a lot of good money and they showed me a paycheck, and I said, I'm getting a U-Haul. I'm going over there. <laughs> Yo, so when it's, whenever somebody showed you a paycheck, that's when you know it's real. Yeah, like, exactly. Takes Let me see that ADP. Exactly. That story is kind of similar to Rich. Rich, that's how you came down here, too. You was in New York. A buddy of yours told you, hey, man, you got to get down here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he told you the type of money that you, you could make, and you was, on a, you was on the first, what, trip down here, man. Yeah, there's a thing called the, um, what's that thing called? The auto train, mm. you could, uh, it leaves out of Lorton, Virginia. Yeah. I packed my car up. I had a Camry at the time. I had a Camry, packed that car up, and I drove right down, and I went straight into a real estate class. Got you. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, for sure. So yeah. somebody told you about it. Um, they was already down here. So when did you, how did you get the license? You did so it. So I did it kind of, I would say, like, a summer before I actually moved here. So I moved here in October. Mm. That summer, I came just to visit the friend. And he had his real estate license. I came and seen his house. He had a BMW, and mm, yeah. he was delivering pizza like me. So yeah, <laughs> I was like, bro, how did you do all this? You know, He's like, yo, time shit, man. And then I did the real estate class, the 40-hour 40, class. And then I was going back and forth about not really doing it, then doing it, kind of procrastinating it. 
And he sent me the check, and I was like, bro, all right, I'm going. Yeah. All right, I'm already halfway there, so I might as well just cross the finish line. So. Yeah, for sure. It's something, for me personally, it's something about when somebody reach out to somebody from New York about timeshare, I just feel like it's a thing. I feel like... I, I feel like anybody that comes from the city is going to make it in the, in the game only because that 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 drive, you know, you have to be a hustler. I feel you have to be a hustler or have a drive of, you know, I don't know, enthusiasm. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people that come from the city have it. So I always get excited when I hear people that come down from another city, not just New York, but, you know, Jersey, Philly, like those type of those environments yeah. just bring a certain type of energy. Very true. I agree. Because sure. when I first hit the sales phone, no one kind of. Understood, like, why are you so amped up? Why are you so hyped every single time? I'm like, I'm ready to get it, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's showtime, baby. Yeah. So just so be excited I, about that. Out things. of the people that was in your training class, um, are you the only one left? Or yeah, you the only one left? Yep, the only one left, yep. Okay, out of how many people you think it was, was like in your class? 14 of us. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'm okay. legit the only one left. It'd be like that. You were probably the last one in your class, too. For sure. Yeah, I'm the last of my class. That's crazy. I, I feel like every class brings out one superstar. You know, yeah, that's great. And you never know who it is, who who is gonna be, right? Some people you think that's gonna pop, they end up flopping, and yeah, then the true. people you think not gonna make it, they end up staying long. You know, yeah. it's like, damn, he's still here. You know, yeah. after all this time. Yeah, I, I, um, I feel like I no longer make an assumption of who I think is gonna make it, because the people that I thought was gonna do it, mm-hmm. that's gonna make it, they didn't make it. You know, and the people that you sleep, sometimes you be like, this cat was not gonna get it. They get it. Yeah. Because sh- book smarts and street smarts two different things, right? I, there's people that be book smart. They can they can get through training, know everything. Mm-hmm. But in, on the floor, they they just ain't got it. Yeah. And sometimes true. you got that person that be failing that 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 class, but put them in front of a family. That was me. I was feeling yeah. like crazy. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't yeah, no longer. True. I no longer even judge or try to predict who's gonna pop. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Just How long did it take for you to uh, cl- catch on to where it was like, okay, I know what's going on now? Um, I would say after my, f- I would say like second or third tour. Oh, I started really? Realizing. All right. Oh, damn. You know, like this is because during training, it's a little nerve wracking getting all the information in and learning something new, not really being familiar with vacation at all mm-hmm. to just a brand new world. And then once I hit my like my. I was like my third tour it started to click like it's just kind of me you yeah. know it's not really the product is going to sell because it's a, a great product right if you travel it is worth it then it's worth it but what really sells it is the person in front of them so once I realized that I was just like alright I can do this it's not not too bad showtime you know it's like kind of like it's a, and something new every day get to enjoy my life and mm-hmm. meet new people and something exciting so I like it a lot for sure. Are you the type of, do you have the type of resort where um, you guys are kind of dressed down chill or is it suit and tie every oh, day? Oh, suit and tie every day. Okay. Yeah, 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 suit and tie every day. So five days of the week, suit and tie, two days I get to be casual. So. Got you, got you. And that's something that you had to adjust to or you already used to the suit and tie? No, I had to adjust to that a got lot. You. Yeah, I tried to get my brother to do it too, but he couldn't do the suit and tie thing. Yeah, got you, got <laughs> that was the biggest thing. The big hurt, big hurdle for him was I can't do suit and tie. I can't do suit and tie. I'm like, All right, yeah. forget it. Then. You know, but once I got over that, it's not. It's like a uniform, right? So for sure, and put that uniform on and put it on the show. So you on the like a dayline front line? Front line, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't. I don't know why it seems like front line dayline is always suit and tie, but the in house be like a little bit more. Relax. No, a little casual, yeah. yeah. A little more casual. I tried that suit and tie. I, I, and they worked for me. Well, 
I, I was going to, to Dayline first, mm. but it didn't work out. They didn't. They didn't. I was taking a vacation, and um, they was like, I can't miss a day. So that's how I ended up in in house. But, yeah. but, but you stay fresh. I mean, suits. I want to wear more suits. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And yeah. But that's what's up. Yeah, no, I like the suit and tie thing, man. You get to feel good, dress good. Yeah. Why not? You know what I'm and I think they respect you a little bit more when you have on the suit and tie, right? I you, agree. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. a little bit more respect rather mm-hmm. than just a collar shirt or a polo or whatever the case may be. I totally agree, yeah. yeah. For sure, for sure. So um, let's get into the first topic about these special teams and how to get on these special teams. So at the resort that you're at, do they have special teams to wear? Um, maybe if you're on this particular team, you get to see owner referrals, or if you're on this particular team, you get to see people that bought, let's say, like a travel package or or, or um, a test drive package, and now they're coming back to the resort for the first time to use it. They have special teams like that. Yeah, they have something like that where it's kind of a like an exit plan. Okay. You say you know okay. after I'm done doing what I do, someone comes in and say, "Hey, would you like a try this, try that thing?" and they do have a special line for that, but it's not easy to get on, you know. So, gotcha. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. So sort of like how, so, like, all right. So the exit team is the people who not buying; they buy like a trial package. Mm-hmm. But those people come back, and to be on that team, that's who you get to see. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. So it's just on a corporate scale. So they don't actually come back to you in particular. So mm-hmm. they'll come back. They could go back to North Carolina. They could go to see it in Hawaii. But overall, there is a, a particular line for that. Got you. Now, do you feel like the sales reps that are on those special teams that get to see those special tours, do you feel like it's an advantage over a regular rep that's just getting whatever's coming in through the door? Yeah, of and course. why you say that? It's 50-50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our chances of when someone new doesn't know anything about the product whatsoever and how it can help them travel, we got to build a dream. They get a chance to try the dream, then it's 50-50. Either you like it, you don't like it. It's kind of the angle's a lot different. For sure. For sure. And I would imagine if they bought one of those packages, they kind of already have money in the game, money Mm -hmm. in the deal, and they're able to use, you know, let's just say they have some points left over or some weeks left over. They're able to use that, transfer that into a real ownership or whatever. A a strong takeaway, you know. For sure. Why would you throw away that equity? For sure. There you go. You're not going to throw $1,200 to come back to Orlando, right? He know the game. (laughs) (laughs) He know the game. Throw away the equity. I love that. Yeah. That's funny. So the question was, how do you get on those teams? How do you get on those teams? I'm assuming you just have to just be selling your ass off. Yeah, pretty much, man. Yeah. It's the luck of the draw. Sometimes they have a line of people that are supposed to be there at that time, and they're not there, then you might actually get a chance to get that. Yeah. You know? And you get that opportunity, you have to sell it. You have to capitalize on mm-hmm. it. Got you. You, know, you can't just let it fall to the waste, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's hard to get on those lines, man, because, like I said, it's 50-50, you know? Yeah. It could be a good one or it could be a bad one. You don't really know. So either selling your ass off or not what you know, but who you know. You know what I'm saying? Now now we talking about playing with the wheel. And <laughs> Is that where we going I, now? I always say luck of the draw. You okay, know? luck of the draw. Okay, okay. But, I mean, some resorts have it set up where if you are at a certain closing percentage or a certain VPG, then you earn the right to get those tours, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was just thinking, like, does your company have that, or is it just whoever they choose? No, it's the luck of the draw. You know, they have a line of people that actually see those tours, mm-hmm. and they're busy with the people that they're on tour with, then you'll get a chance and opportunity, you know, to actually see that tour. That's what's up. Now, there's, there's, a, there's another um, special team also where there's some resorts that hold, like, let's just say, like, owner events, 
right? So they might invite the owners to a basketball game, a football game, or whatever event that's going on in the city or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. And they might wine and dine the owner, take them out for food or whatever the case may be. But part of that little event is you got to take a presentation. So that's like another team, a special team that you can be on. Does your resort does that also or, or not? No, not in particular. Okay. No, they okay. just Their marketing strategy is marketing kind of internal. Yeah. So whoever's already using it kind of thing. So yeah. they don't really have any, like, they already have the special events and all the other stuff already going. So Got you, got you, got you. That's another thing that I like, too. There's some resorts out there where you're just, let's say, touring the person at Walmart or the person that they met out at the outlet shopping or touring the person that they met at the car wash. But then there's some resorts that only tour internally. Like you have to be somewhat of the hotel member first, mm-hmm. right? Before mm-hmm. you take a presentation exactly. or something. Yeah. Yeah. I like those. those. Those are good. Yeah. Those leads are a lot easier to kind of the angles a little easier, I would say than somebody that comes off the street, like Walmart, you know, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. For sure. At some point, like I like to use a lot of the verbiage I use is, Kind of, you're already using it anyway. You know, we want to show you a different way of using it. Yeah. You know, because you're already doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah. Got you. All right. So then let's move right 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 along. Let's let's go into the next topic. Um, owners that ask for the unthinkable, right? So have you ever had an owner at your table? Let Let's say you're showing him the package. You know, hey, this is a, you know. $30,000 package and this is a $50,000 package. Which one will benefit you and your family? And he wants the $50,000 package for the $30,000 price. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, they 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 just want more for less. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever encountered that? Yeah, but we can't fix price. You know, we're not allowed to touch price. So, price it is what it is. Kind of offset it, you know, throw a little extra trips in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe give them a free family trip. You know, something that would have cost them ten to fifteen thousand, give it back to them. A lot of the angles I like to use is because we sell points. So if I give you fifteen thousand points and your package is twenty thousand, and you value that each point at a dollar, I basically pay for your package. Yeah, you know that's fifteen grand worth of value when you only paid five grand basically for your package now. Yeah, so kind of like offset it in that way. Mm. Yeah, but if I'm in, in, so I hear you. But if this is a real presentation and I'm a real buyer and I say, hey, but Gino, man, look, I want, I want, I want thirty thousand points. You got a deal right now. What's up? What you, what you gonna, what you gonna say? So I give them the extra fifteen thousand in points as a bonus. You know, throw them a little extra trip, things like that. You know, as far as the the price goes on the package itself, I can't fix the price. The price it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how the company makes their money. That's what they 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 set the price at. I can't change the price. But try to offset a little bit. I could throw an extra trip in there, something that's going to cost you maybe fifteen to twenty grand. And I'm gonna give it to you for free, on the house. Got you. Okay. Now, what if I say, you know, throw an extra trip in there? What you gonna say after that? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gonna cost me a little bit of money, but you know, I always say you gotta spend money to make money. So, <laughs> got you. Okay. So I'll do the extra trip. Why not? You know. Why? 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 So there's some resorts where the salesperson can actually put their own commission in and buy some of the exactly. deal. That's crazy. Yeah, we do that. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I never even heard of that. That's that gives you more leverage. You yeah, it, leverage it, and negotiate. Yep, exactly. That's why I like it, you know, because it does cost me a little bit of money, but like I said, you gotta spend money to make money. That's kinda so. cool, man. Yeah. That's kinda cool. Where 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 I've been is that that wasn't to answer that question, there are people who was they want to stretch you, right? They think 
okay, I got you to adjust the price. I'll do it if this. They're testing you. And then many times people say they'll do something if you do this, and then when you get it, they don't do it. Yeah. It's like getting a commitment. It's like, you know, saying, you know, what can you afford monthly? And I could do 500 and you'd be like, oh, we ain't got nothing for that. Then when you do a drop and it's 500 oh, well, uh, well, yeah, uh, we're not, not, not today. Uh. Yeah. So I think um, one of the strategies that I've used is, let's say, for instance, I know someone's going to try to haggle and say I want a three-bedroom. And I say, well, only thing we got is a two-bedroom at this price. And when they say if I would do it if it was a three, that's where I got them. Because I already knew it was a three to begin with. Mm-hmm. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But, I mean, that's that's dealing with bedrooms and not points. You know what I'm saying? But I just think that every owner, well, not every owner, but many of them will come with some nonsense trying to of ask for the yes. undoable. Yeah. But we got to know how to play the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The, so that's why I tell people, like, maybe hold out on certain things. Like, if you have... Like you can give, exactly. but but you hold I, out. Yeah, exactly. You I know? don't ever just fight out and say, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to you." You know, it's kind of a little thing I use on the back end. Yeah, for sure. To kind of like give myself a little leverage, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Because they have like closing costs. Some people, some resorts can waive closing costs. Mm-hmm. Some resorts can give a bonus week. Some resorts give a five hundred dollar voucher that really is nothing, right? Because mm-hmm. you still got to pay. You know what I mean? So if you hold those things out, you can use those for negotiation yeah. tools when they ask you for this outlandish stuff. Yeah, that's what I usually do to us, bro. Try to hold little things for yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. So even if we know, say for an example, a package is say five thousand points, and I could give five thousand, I automatically would say I could give you three thousand, mm. yeah. and I work with the extra two thousand. Nice. Yeah. That's a little, you know. Yeah. For sure. Little angles, you know. That's what I like about this. You know? Yeah. yeah. Some people just want to give it all away. Some reps do give it all away, bro, mm-hmm. and they they yeah. shooting themselves in the foot. Because then when you get to the back end, and you know, let's say you got a family right there on edge, you don't have no tools or nothing in your back pocket to convince them, you know, to mm-hmm. throw on the table to sweeten up the deal. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's what's up. Uh, moving on to the next topic, why does the maintenance and taxes continue to go up? What are y'all thoughts on that? Taxes go up because property values go up the HOA, the maintenance goes up when they're beautifying the resort. The more amenities that you see added that's free for you when you mm-hmm. come here, that's the reason why it's going up. And we mm-hmm. divide that cost amongst all the owners, so you're really not paying for it by yourself. It's a, we're coming together to beautify the resort so your family can enjoy it. Right. That's why it goes up. That's my opinion. Yeah. Okay. Which, that angle, too. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. All right. You know, extra water fountains, little extra bike activities, you know, the... Sometimes we have the golf resorts as well that's complimentary for them. Mm-hmm. Little things like that, of course, you know. Mm-hmm. So I feel like everything we have got maintenance, so it doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you have a resort that the fees is going up, but there's no value being added, that's a problem, right? But if you see things happening, people sometimes, sometimes people need to see the details of what goes into maintenance. So people don't think about the cost of the gardening and beautifying the, the flowers. and People don't think about Security. Security. At the front gate, yeah. Mm -hmm. Keeping the place clean. They don't think about, you know, taking care of the units, right? They don't think about when it's time to paint and keep it fresh and to do the roofs over. Like, people don't think about those details because, obviously, they don't have to really focus on that themselves. That's one of the benefits of not having to be the homeowner or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's the beauty of timeshare. We're sharing the cost. So I think... If, if if you was to go and put a price on every activity on the resort and give it a price tag, then add it up. If your family was to do all that stuff on there, you'll realize that that value exceeds what you're paying in, in maintenance. For sure. 
Put me in front of family right now. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I like that. All right. Um, moving right along. What is Arda and what do they do? Rich, you share share with us what, what Arda is. Let me let me do. let me take you down to a story. I had no idea what Arda was. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is Arda? <laughs> yeah. So where I worked at, they had um in our presentation, we had a slide that talked about Arda. And we say it and we say it and we say it. And it wasn't until I had become a trainer and the department that I was in, the training department had won some awards at the Arda convention. So my job or my goal was to ask around what is Arda. So I'm gonna share some 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 um, some visuals with you. All right. So I think it's important that everyone that's listening and watching to, to know what Arda is, and this is gonna help you with industry credibility. So Arda brings together all these different um, different resorts and exchange companies and hotel chains. And from my understanding, I'm gonna dumb it down to how I understand it. All right. I was fortunate to be a part of. This award where um, uh, we, we won the uh, sales training department of the year, and I was among some other people, uh, another lady who had won uh, sales manager of the year, right? So basically, I want to look at it like this. Um, you People heard of like NAB, right? The National Association of Home Builders. That's for new construction. People heard of things like uh, the National Association of Realtors. Like that is for, for realtors, right, that go by high code of ethics. ARTA is like the same thing but for the resort and hotel industry. So they have like a code of ethics that all these different people have to follow. Mm. And if you go to their websites and you can get details of the code of ethics and what they deal with and really understand what they do. So. I had highlighted some things about them, but basically a code of ethics and certain standards. And one of the things that stood out to me is that you can't like sell the same unit twice or, you know, not let people know that there's a rescission period, stuff like that. So they regulate that. So time sharing is is a safe place for people. So, you know, there's a, always this bad word about time sharing, time share. But these people advocate to make it good for the customers. So I think that the more that people would know that they would be able to fight and say, no, timeshare is a good thing. So, And they have a bunch of graphics on their um, website to help people understand what timeshare is about, right? One of the slides that we had to say uh, where I worked at was like, you know, there's over 20 million timeshare uh, owners in the world, and it would say one of the main reasons why they purchased was, and they would give you, you know, like, one is real estate. It's real estate ownership without the headache because most resorts are deeded. And the other one was, um, it's like, Investing in your lifestyle, investing in your vacations because you are the one that's vacationing. So if you go to Arda's website, they have a thing that says what we do. And it says that we stand up for timeshare, right? When when an issue arises that affects the industry, Arda is there. And when uh, we see the opportunity to promote the growth and development of timeshare, that's what we do in that industry. So that's what they that's what they push. And one thing that I when I went deeper, I, I realized that they also have this, like I said, Inventory control and these things about the recession periods, though. It, so it's it's a protection for the for the people. So I I like that. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty sure. big deal. But I did not know about it. You know, being a sales rep for you know even the the four years that I was on the floor, um, didn't know what it was. <laughs> Said it. There's probably a lot of sales reps that don't know. You know, before this, I had no idea. You had no yeah, idea. No. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good good angle right there. I for like sure, that for yeah. sure. So that's some good nuggets to to know and to keep yeah. with you, because mm-hmm. uh, you never know when you need to you know bring that up on the table. I agree. Right. Because someone's gonna be like, oh, I don't trust it, or I heard, mm-hmm. or, 
and you may have to throw it. Like I think sometimes it's just too much information. But if you have that person that's that's real skeptical, I believe that the industry credibility that's where you can bring that up. Because people got burnt in timeshare before. You yeah, know, it was a I wild wild a west back in the day. You know, for sure. Yeah. All right, so moving on to the next topic. Let's say February 6th of 2024, RCI celebrates 50 years, uh, their 50-year anniversary. So global leader in vacation ownership exchange, RCI is celebrating its 50th anniversary. RCI truly transformed the timeshare industry by becoming the first vacation exchange platform and they're celebrating their exciting milestones. So I guess my question would be, um, RCI came before Interval International? I think so. Um, What's the story about they were married and then they got a divorce? <laughs> is that Fugazi or is that real? Or I don't know. I've heard that too, but I don't know the details about it. I just know from, from what I remember, what I heard, company I worked at, they all used RCI in the beginning. It must have maybe it was the first exchange company. I'm not sure. It seems like they've been around for quite some time, right? You said over 50 years. Yeah. So where I was at, um, they've been around for 40 years. So they've been around before the company I worked at. However, they tell us that when they started in the using RCI, that people that was exchanging wasn't getting what was comparable, comparable. Yeah. To what they own, because. Um, RCI means Resort Condominium International, mm -hmm. right? And so they had a lot of hotel conversions. So when someone buys at a resort, they expect to get a resort when they exchange, but they wasn't getting that. Mm -hmm. So they left that company and then went to uh, Interval, which is all resorts. So they said that RCI is the quantity exchange company and that Interval is the quality. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's how they sold me, and that's what I believe. Right? Yeah, that's true, that's true. <laughs> so, but um, I know RCI has been around for a while because even when my parents owned their first weeks of timeshare, we used RCI to exchange to come to Florida. And that's how we got into Orange Lake and different resorts in Florida. So, Where would the timeshare company or the industry be without an exchange company? That's a great question. It would be whack. You would be going to the same resort. Over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it would have the same selling power. I think many people probably buy just with the hopes of exchanging. But you know what's crazy? Most people don't exchange for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get a person that says, oh, where was your dream vacation and why haven't you gone there? They haven't they just haven't, you know. And some people think the exchange don't work because they don't know how to do it. They'll wait to the last minute or, you know, have unrealistic expectations. If I ask somebody, if they say, man, RCI or Interval, either one, doesn't work, and I ask them, well, how far in advance did you try to do that exchange? And they tell me, well, a month ago, a month before we was trying to go. I mean, you know, these people allow you to put in a request two years in advance. So, you know, and that could be an objection that comes up because some people say, well, I don't, I don't plan that far in advance. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I was renting a hotel, I wouldn't have to worry about planning that far in advance. But the cool thing about... Um, interval international is that you can request first without giving up your week. So here's another thing about the two companies. RCI, you have to deposit your week first. So regardless, you deposit your week, you lose it. And if you can't get the exchange you want, you already lost it. Interval has a dual system. They have a deposit first and a request first. So if you request first, you can put that request in without even losing your week. Oh, so those are little things that, you know, product knowledge that can help save it or get a new deal if a person doesn't believe in exchange power. You know yeah. what I mean? 
So, Gino, let me ask you this. Do you ever get a, uh, a owner that you sold calling you back saying, hey, Gino, can you help me book this vacation? Yeah, all the time. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> and do you actually help them book it or yeah. you direct them to the spot where they need to go? Well, or most of the time I help them book it because I know how to work the product in and out on the app. So mm-hmm. I've always said anything you do, you got to learn your product first, right? So I learned how to work the app in and out. So when they call me and they need help booking, I always just let them know, you know, you got to see it as the same way a hotel company would do it, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to let you book to watch the ball drop 48 hours before the ball to drop. It's not gonna, mm-hmm. You're not going to get that. That's impossible. So the same exact way you'll book with the hotel system, you have to use the system the same way. You can't think of it as something outlandish because you do have a, a kind of a better, I say, a, how can I put this? You have better amenities and better quality of what you're traveling with but yeah. that doesn't mean that you're going to get it right away because you you got that you know so for sure, for sure. like everything else you know just book in advance and try to make sure you have realistic timing of what you're really going to do mm-hmm. you know don't just throw it out there and just say if it sticks it sticks you know mm-hmm. that's not how it works it's the same exact thing with the hotel industry you know you could possibly get something where you want to book six months in advance in a hotel but like I said any major event anything that's going on in the city you're not gonna book 24 hours before because you're not gonna get availability. Right. Yeah. And you tell happen. your you tell your your your, your guess that straight yeah, up. Yeah, right? I tell them straight up because yeah. it's the truth. You know, got you. Know, it's no point of sugarcoating it, trying to, you know, beat around the bush of it. Got you. <clears throat> I feel it's the same exact thing. I just, I believe timeshare works if you actually travel and you're actually using it. You know, if you're gonna travel and use it and book to these places where you really want to go to, then you can do it. It's very mm-hmm. possible. It works. But don't try to do it two days before because right, that's right. not going to happen, you know. Exactly. Everyone wants to go, you know, so. What's your take on uh, reps that pitch heat? And do you need to pitch heat to sell? Uh, I don't know. I've I've heard a lot of crazy stuff, you know. But me personally, I feel like it, it works for people that if it's going to work for you, if you're going to use it, you mm-hmm. know. I don't feel comfortable selling to anyone that's not going to use it. You know, someone that's going to use it, I will – Definitely, I'll go passionately make sure that they're going to buy it because I know they could use it. You know, someone that's not going to really use it, I don't even really try to waste my time because, mm. like I said, it deals with other things, backlashes and people calling and unhappy, and I don't want to deal with things like that because what our product, what we sell it, is basically once they're sold, we still have to, we don't have a resistance team. We are our own resistance team, so we are oh, wow. our own walking business. Mm. So... The same way I wouldn't want bad reviews about my own business, the same way I treat this, you know. So I always tell people straight up, if you're not going to use this and you don't see yourself traveling and you don't have dreams of doing things, then don't do this. It wouldn't make sense. For sure. I like I like that you're hands-on with the people and helping them because a lot of people don't do that. They're not like that. And you, you've been at the same company since you started in the business, right? Yeah. That What that tells me is that you, you probably pitch clean. And you, there's nobody that's going to try to run up on you when they come back. No. You know what I'm saying? And I, I, <laughs> and I think you're from that environment where you yeah. understand. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to sleep good at night, man. Yeah. I don't want no, no, no bad intentions, no ill mm-hmm. animosity. You know, that's that. If, if they're not going to use it, then I tell them. I always, they always say there's a takeaway that I do. 
but I just feel like if you're not going to use this, don't buy this. You know, yeah, just yeah, wouldn't yeah. make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah, but I want to go here. I want to do this. I want to do that. But if you're not going to do that, yeah. then don't yeah, do yeah, this, yeah. you know? Like, sure. you have to really set a plan and really put things in motion to really get things done, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like everything else, you know? You got a dream and you really have a real plan that you can follow through and it will happen. Yeah. But, now, so. there's some resorts out there. For instance, let's just take a blue-green, for example, Um with Blue Green, you're not allowed to give out your personal number to the families after they purchase. So you're not allowed to follow up with them. Now, if you are going to follow up with them, you have to do it from at the resort on the company phone. Wow. Right. It's not like you can just text them from your phone or call them the next day or whatever the case may be. But going back to resorts that do allow you to get exchange phone numbers and things like that. There's a lot of reps that are scared to reach out to the owners, mm. right? And mm-hmm. But they don't understand, like you said, like, this is your business, this is your money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I could save a deal by making a phone, phone call, call just to check on and, and check in and make sure everything's cool, I'm going to do it. I'm not just going to sell them and say, oh, well, no, you know, no, let's just wait and see what happened. Like, no, <laughs> like, I want to know what's going on. Hey, guys, did you make it home? Is mm-hmm. everything good? Listen, if you have any questions, give me a mm-hmm. call. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to, man. Somebody just spent 30 grand with you. For you sure. Get, like, come on. At sure. some point, you got to realize, you know, like I come from New York, so spending 30000 and even $1,500 down payment, you're like, mm-hmm. you think twice about that, you know? <laughs> so yeah. you want to make sure people go home at ease, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. All right, so moving on to our next topic, we have the Mexican drug cartel made $40 million in timeshare resales. Let's see what this is. This is a U.S. news story. Uh, it says a Mexican drug cartel was so bold in operating frauds that target elderly Americans that the gang's operations pose as the U.S. Treasury, Treasury Department. It says the scam was described by the department's Office of Foreign Asset Control. The agency has been chasing fraudsters using call centers controlled by the Jalisco drug cartel to promote fake offers to buy Americans' timeshare properties back. They have scammed at least 600 Americans out of about $40 million. I just want to say for the record, I really love Mexico because <laughs> I like tequila, and that's Jalisco. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, Jalisco. Okay, there you go. I, but I then the more. cartel was... What? <laughs> yeah. 40 M's? So this is my question to you guys, right? Um, is there a market for resale companies and is it legit or not so i've that's a great question i've met some people but don't know the details about what the resale companies do but we need to get them on the show because someone said that that's so okay why do people buy when there's a need right when there's a problem to fix a problem so people that buy timeshare if they feel like they want to get out of it now they have a problem right and those people are praying off the week they have a problem so they're paying them to get out of it. Now the question is, do they really get out of it? Or do they take their money and run? So one thing um, that changed over the, the years, I remember uh, when I first got my real estate license back in 2012, in the book, there was like a short paragraph about timeshare, really short, like small. Now when you go into take the real estate class, it went from a paragraph to a page. And basically, pretty much that page is saying that there has to be specific language in any contract in a certain uh, font or was the size of the font, letting people know about the maintenance and taxes and letting people know 
that it can fluctuate. And also, it, it, you, you cannot collect any money up front uh, for the sale of a timeshare. So those people get, they can't, you're not supposed to um, pay up front. It has to be sold. What do you mean you can't collect any money up front? So you're not supposed to, so if you're doing it legit, you're not supposed to, You like I can't charge you $1,500 and then say we're going to sell it. I have okay. to sell it first or okay. get the contract first. Got you. You know? Got you. So I think, again, speaking of the industry and ARDA and Florida and licensing, I think they're trying to protect people because people have been getting mm-hmm. ripped off for years mm-hmm. with, with resale companies, you know? And just the, the cartel just went in. I yeah. think across the nation, I think across the nation, there are many people that want to get out and they just get caught up. I mean, on my phone right now, I'm scrolling through Instagram and there's timeshare exit popping up, you know, and I'm sure if I, I'm afraid to click it, <laughs> but I, I feel like people fall for that because they want to get out of it mm-hmm. and they end up paying money and it adds up, you know, because I mean, there's resorts across the U.S., right? So I don't know how they set up shopping, but the people that want to get out of timeshare, they'll pay. If your pitch is, 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 is believable, mm-hmm. they're going to go for it. Very true. What you think, Gino? You have you came across a guest that that said, you know, hey, I got scammed trying to sell my 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 timeshare, or even came across a guest that said, yo, why would I buy yours when I can go online and buy a resale for you know hundred dollars yeah, or whatever? I have dealt with that. How do you how do you respond to that? Well, I always tell them, you know, you never know what you're gonna get when you buy it on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you're here at the resource. You're here, I can give you the best deal right here, right now. You don't know what that person maintenance was. You don't know what type of baggage that came with. You don't know. What, what that person even did to even get that timeshare, right? So that person could have owed, say, 40 grand on maintenance, and you don't have no idea until you get that contract, and then they say, hey, you can't even use it because mm-hmm. you owe us backlash on this, on this and that. So kind of use it in an advantage in a sense because, like I said, they can't really purchase it anyplace else but from the source mm-hmm. because the resale value wouldn't make sense. Yeah. For sure. Got you. Got you, got you. So we got to get some of these um, timeshare resale people up here on the show, man, and just yeah. kind of air it out. Yeah, yeah see, see what's going Cause on. Because some people, they, I mean, not for nothing, they make good money. But I remember there was a year where a bunch of people were getting caught, shut down. I think people had resale companies going out of their garages. And I remember seeing different resale companies down uh the tourist street that we have here in Florida, 192, mm-hmm. and they're all gone. But I think there's a lot of bad practices when it comes to that, you know. And I wonder how does that affect? So with these these people, were they caught, or is it just letting us know that the cartel made over 40 million? No, I think they were caught. I think they were caught for sure, for sure. Mm. Well, my question to you, Gino, is if um, you know I'm a family, I'm on your table right now, and I'm interested in buying. You got me sold. But one of my questions is, you know, hey, man, can I sell this down the line? What what would your response be to me if I was to ask you that? To sell it to who? Just get rid of it down the line. Like if you would just your property? My timeshare. Yeah, so it's real estate. So it's the same exact thing. You would give away your, your own property? Would you sell your own properties? Yeah. Well, it's entirely up to you if you want to do that. Got you. Okay. Yeah. It's real estate, so... You treat it as such. You know, if you want to sell it, you can sell it. If you don't, you don't want to. My personal recommendation would be not to ever sell it because you pass it down from generation to generation to generation. You know, it's not something where 
I always say we sell something money can't buy. You know, mm-hmm. we're selling memories. We're selling time. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not selling something money could buy. So mm-hmm. if you feel your family is not going to spend that time together and make memories with each other, then sell it. But for the most part, it's something money can't buy at all. Mm-hmm. You know, Got you. So. Got you. What's your relationship or what's your... Um, What's your take with the the dance with the T.O.? Do you feel like um, you have a strong dance with your T.O.? Or are you the type of rep that, yeah, like, yo, T.O., get out the way. I got it myself. Well, for the most part, it just depends on who's in front of you. You know, I always see it like that, you know. I always try to close my own tables no matter what because it's my money. It's my, it's my, my responsibility to make sure I put food on my table, you know. So, like I said, I don't really rely on the T.O. to do anything unless kind of like a show face. Maybe a second face might help because I might have been too hard on them. I want to rent versus own, you know, because my rent versus own is just. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, huh? it's brutal. Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I said, see people spending money and wasting money on something that I didn't even know even existed. It's crazy to me because without something like this, people wouldn't even obtain a lot of their dreams and a lot of their goals on traveling to different places. Because, mm-hmm. you know, the classic line, you know, grandma's house on the weekends that's really what i was going through you know like i didn't really travel as much i came to florida one time and i was like mm-hmm. 12 you know yeah. so people from new york we don't travel you know that doesn't happen people constantly grinding constantly working it's like a hamster wheel you know doing the same thing over and over again so i always see it as if you're not going to travel just don't do it if you're going to travel then you have to get with some type of program. You have mm-hmm. to go with some type of program, whether it be my program or another program. You have to do a program because if not, you're going to just waste money. You know, the hotel cost is going to keep going up. It's not going to go down, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, my reference is kind of like just more logical. It just makes more sense to stop renting. The same reason why people want to own homes and not rent. It's the same exact concept. It's no different. But you have to travel. You know, that's the only way it works. Mm-hmm. How long is your um, discovery? Um, I would say most of my presentation, honestly. Mm. I do it throughout the whole entire presentation. Damn, I've never heard a response like that before. Yeah, yeah, most of true. my presentation is my discovery. That's hard. You got to use it as little bullets, you know, little, sure. little information, you know. It's your first time in Orlando? No. Oh, so I know they come often, you know. Yeah, yeah, well, how yeah. often you come, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, now I know they're spending money guaranteed, you know, so. It's little questions that I feel like throughout the whole entire presentation, you're just doing discovery. You know, you're just constantly asking these questions, constantly asking, you know, why? You know, what drives them to do that? You know, why does that make sense to them? You know, that's why I I love doing this because it's really on the psychological side. A lot Mm -hmm. of people don't really understand. Like, Mm -hmm. it's really, really, really like playing chess every day, you know? So I enjoy it a lot. What's the most important uh, step, I guess you would say, in the presentation? Um, I'll say commitment to travel. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing. They got to be committed to travel. They got to be committed to spending time with their family. They got to have value in that. You know, they got to see, you know, even though most of the time you get like the dynamic between the husband and wife, the husband never wants to go anywhere, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. he, he'd rather be at home watching the game and stuff like that. So I feel like for the most part, he's there because of the family. He's there because he wants to build that memory with his family. You know, he wants to do things with his family. So I always commend people for traveling and being in front of me, but you got to take it to another level. You know, if you're going to really do this, do it big. You know, don't don't sit around and shortchange yourself. 
and deal with the fact that you got to be next year it's three hundred dollars when it was two hundred dollars, you know, so mm-hmm. things like that. So, but for the most part, that's most of my families. I, I feel the most important thing is this this discovery. Honestly, I feel like that's really really important. A lot of people like skip over that. I feel like that's really important, especially those questions and asking them the right way and knowing when to ask them. That's important too. Mm-hmm. Because people get turned off really easy too, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. they put the guard up really quick, and then you just lost out. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all numbers, right? So you figure they give you two out of ten. You just don't know when the two is there. You don't know what's gonna come in the first bunch or the last bunch. You don't know, but you gotta make the best of all of them. So for sure, what would you say is the biggest misconception for timeshare? That it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. yeah. That's the biggest thing I hear. You know, people always think, "Oh, this thing is not gonna work. This thing never works." Uh, but it works if you're gonna use it the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you just gotta use it the right way. You meet a family in the lobby, and the first thing they say to you is, "Yo, Gino, look, man, I know you're probably a nice guy. I appreciate it. Yeah, we got a little time. We're gonna go through the, you know, the hoorah or whatever. But I just wanna let you know, I'm not buying nothing today." Yeah. What's going through your mind when they say that? I always tell them the first. The first thing I always say when people tell me that is that you, no one walked in here with any intention of purchasing the product, right? right. No one walked in here with a credit card ID on their forehead. No one walked in here saying, hey, I want to buy this today. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just like every other family that walked in here. There's a reason why we do business every single day here. You know, it's not it's not because we're here for, you know, giggles and we want to play around and, you know, we joke around. With the, it's a business, you know, so you got to treat it as such, you know. So I, say, I always tell people, no one walks in here with any intention. I'm not here to sell you. I'm not here to persuade you. I'm not here to do none of those things, you know? You have to like it and love it and find it beneficial. And if you don't, then it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. On to the next one, you know? It's just the beauty about this timeshare thing, too, I love, you know? So every day you get another tour, so <laughs> right right next to the next one, so. Yeah. And every tour is different also because of the person that's in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Very, very true, yeah. yeah you, you got to try to build commonality. There's so many different factors when you're doing the timeshare thing, you know? Like I said, if it's... If you really want to take your time out to learn the craft and learn how to really steer people in the right direction and steer people in the direction that you want them to go in kind of thing, then timeshare is definitely a, a different way of opening your mind, you know, trying to figure out different ways, different angles. And you're always going to meet different people. You're always going to see different things, different objections, different stories, you know. But I always try to, like, like I said, during the discoveries, little things you have to ask, you know, like, like always ask where you coming from, you know, you know they're coming from say South Carolina or they came from Connecticut or they came from Germany, you know. You know that they spend money to be here, you mm-hmm. know. So you know that they either they flew or they or they drove here, that's important too, you know. I feel like a lot of little things are very very important, you know. How long they lived in that place for, you know, cuz now you're going to deal with the objection well, I'm buying a house and all those other, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, next next year I'm buying a house out of nowhere, you know. So Little objections, you kind of like try to you try to cut them in half in a sense without really saying them in a sense, you know. So I always ask them, you know, how long you been living there for? And they go, oh, five, six years. Oh, you like it? Yeah, I like it. You know, oh, so you don't even plan on leaving at all, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, yeah, I don't plan on going nowhere. I love it there, so I'm right. not gonna deal with buying a house. You know, yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that one. That's good. I like that. I don't want to hear, oh, I'm buying a house. You just told me you're not buying. You're not going nowhere. <laughs> you know, so. Right. Like you got to close the door. Yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying, for sure. Yeah, for the most part. That's how I kind of see it, you know. So I kind of take little things from a lot of different reps. I sat down with a lot of big top reps 
And it's like everything else, you know, you gotta just take your time and perfect the craft, you know. Don't waste the time while you're there. If you're not on tour, just try to learn the product. Try to see different, more angles. I'm the type of person, too, I'm not really, uh, like, study, 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 study. Mm-hmm. More 20 minutes, 15 minutes. You know, little stuff. stuff stink in a little more mm-hmm. that way for me, in a sense. You know, I touch it just 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and go back to it later, things like that. Got you. I like that. If there's any um, new reps right now watching the show, you're thinking about getting involved, Gino, what advice would you give to anybody that's on the fence thinking about getting into the timeshare game? Get in. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> once you're in, you're not going to want to get out. Trust me. <laughs> get in. Get right in. You know, sure. I always say, you know, you can't learn how to drive in a parked car. So Thanks. you got to take the leap of faith. And the money's there. So, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, people definitely, they're going to travel. They're going to want to spend time with their family. And it's always good to know you're selling something that money can't buy. You know, that's how I see it. I like that. Well said. Just got to jump in. Somebody out there is thinking about it right now. No, just jump the, in. Yeah, just jump in. Come Touch in. me. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely worth it for sure. That's what's up. All right, so Gino, before you get out of here, we got this segment of the podcast. Before everyone leaves, we shuffle these timeshare, these sold in 60 timeshare objection cards, which can be purchased where, Richard? That's a great question. That could be purchased on, if you go to our Instagram page, Sold in 60, you hit the link in the bio, and there is a nice uh, link where you can grab those cards. And like Gino said, you know, you sharpen your tools. You don't have a family in front of you. That's when you, you know, you sharpen your tools so that when you do have that family in front of you, you'll be really ready. I love what you said about that last objection, buying a house, because we see that coming up a lot. And some people, they just fumble on it and think that that's the end of it. No way of getting around it. But like you said, doing discovery throughout, the whole presentation, you can close those doors so they can't use it against you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are things that um, you can do. If you get the Sold in 60 cards, you go to the Instagram, Sold in 60, click the link in the bio, and it's there. There are also some other uh, things that you can use. We have the back-end bully, which is a PDF uh, talking about back-end techniques and uh, for getting your head right. You know, we have the affirmation cards as well because, you know, you speak things into existence. Distance, you know what I'm saying? Sure. So let's see. These are shuffled. They are already shuffled. Okay, so um, G, you get to pick any card, and then you read it out. Mm. I don't want to make a decision today. (laughs) (laughs) That is so rare. (laughs) I don't want to make a decision today. How would you handle that? You are making decisions. You're telling me no. <laughs> Facts. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't tell me you're not making a decision. You're making one. You're telling me no. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. You know, and always say, you know, what's what's really stopping you? You know, always ask that question. Like, what's, you know, aside of the money and aside from everything else, what's really stopping you from doing this today? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm, before I leave my table, I always ask, is there anything else I could have done to earn your business here today? Mm. Yep. Before I wrap up everything else, you know, because definitely gonna get that a lot. I don't want to make a decision yeah. today, but yeah. I always tell you, you're making a decision already by saying no, you yeah. know. So that's already a choice you already made. Well, I'm not gonna change your mind already because, like I told you, no one walks in here with any intention of purchasing the product. So you came in here already with a no, so you made that decision already before you walked to the door. So mm-hmm. <laughs> at that point, it just wasn't for you, you know. So got you, got you. 
Yeah. How would you handle it, Rich? What would you say? And, and piggybacking off of what Gino said, because he's right. Everything that he said is right. I mean, they don't want to make a decision today. I would have touched that a few times before or throughout the presentation that you, you know, we you have to make a decision today. It's mm-hmm. a yes or no. It'd be I'm teaching you the same either way. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the decision was already made. And the only decision you're trying to make, you should be making is do I want to conti- do I want to save money or continue losing it? Money. Yeah. So I'm not asking you for a decision of anything that's not going to benefit you. Just, you know, the decision is based upon do you want to continue to lose money, have nothing to show for it, or come with a solution that we came across. So um, I would just try to beat it up so they can't, they don't try to use that against me. Yeah, I feel like this particular objection could be handled kind of in the beginning. You mm-hmm. know, when you're doing sure. like an intent statement and for stuff sure. like that, you let them know exactly what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, so you don't really get, I'm not making a decision today. You're really going to get no. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I just want to hear no. Yeah, I want to hear I'm making right, a decision. Because right, for, sure. for, the, for the door, we spoke about that. Yeah, already, yeah, you know? so yeah. I feel like this kind of, if you get this, this is, you kind of didn't do a good intent statement, I would say. For sure, for sure. You, know? you hit it right on the head, brother. Because sure. some people get their family and do no intent statement and just, you know, take them upstairs and they're afraid to get that static in the beginning, you yeah, know? No. I think it's important to get that out, yeah. so you know what you're up against. Mm-hmm. I you know? agree. That's yeah. what's up. That was well, well said, man. For sure. And to piggyback off y'all, if I can remember, when I was in training class, they they taught me, um, you know, there's really no decision to be made here today because you've already decided to travel, right? Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. just a choice of how do you want to spend this money. money. You want to continue to spend it, you know, renting it. Obviously, you want to spend it on the ownership side. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> yeah, that, was, sure. that was lit. And that's how you get sold in 60. Rich, you want to pay some bills real quick? Yeah, man. Um, this, this episode was actually sponsored by Factual Film Studio. Factual Film Studio is actually a podcast studio, but it's for different media that you can utilize if you have a business and you want to do a commercial, or if you need to do headshots for business cards, or if you want to do a podcast like this one, you can contact uh, Factual Film Studio. They're located at 8865 Commodity Circle, and they have an Instagram page, which we'll put on the screen. It's at Factual Films TV. That is our sponsor for today. For sure. And shout out to Richdale School of... Real estate. Real estate. If you guys are looking to get your real estate license uh, to become either a real estate agent or you're looking to get into the timeshare industry, please reach out to them. They'll take great care of you. Yeah, man. Gino, we appreciate you, boss. Always appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me, too. Thank you, guys. Nah, we appreciate this you. This platform is great, man. That's Good. what's up, man. It's like we all do timeshare, but no one really knows about this at all. You know, it's like yeah. it needs to get brought out to the world so people can really capitalize on traveling and Capitalizing, making some real money. <laughs> I told Rich to change the show to Million Dollars Worth of Time shit. <laughs> For sure. Word. So if you saw value in this show, please leave a comment below. Share this page with someone. Have them listen, tap in, because it's an organic growth that we have within the community, and we're dependent on you to spread the word. For sure. And we out just like that. Peace.